Welcome to Since You Asked with Jim Barrier on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Send Jim your questions about the Bible and Christianity to jim at cgmradio.com. Subscribe to Since You Asked by visiting us online at cgmradio.com slash ask. And now, here's your host, Jim Barrier. The only things we take out of this life into the next are the relationships that God trusts us with. For the last couple of weeks, we've been studying fellowship. The first lesson was on unity. Unity is so important that I would say it is a life and death situation in the body of Christ. Last week, we learned about reconciliation. We are reconciled to God. Some still need to be reconciled to God, and we are reconciled to one another. Throughout today's podcast, I want you to listen for the words, one another. Jesus told the disciples to love one another. This is my commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that a person will lay down his life for his friends, love one another, just as I have loved you. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Jesus staked his reputation on us loving one another. One another is a reciprocal arrangement. It's a two-way street. There are many expressions of loving one another in God's instruction to us in the Bible. Therefore, it is important to understand what the verb to love means. C.S. Lewis summed it up nicely. Love is unselfishly choosing for another's highest good. Episode 6 of Since You Asked covers that subject in detail. The message, love one another, is repeated throughout the New Testament. Romans 13, Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. For the one who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. For this, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, You shall not covet, and if there is any other commandment, it is summed up in this saying, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. 1 Thessalonians May the Lord cause you to increase and overflow in love for one another. Now as to love, you have no need for anyone to write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. The Apostle John referred to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. He was so changed by love that it is a theme not only in his gospel, but in his letters. This is the message which you have heard from the beginning, that we are to love one another. This is his commandment, that we believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. If we love one another, God remains in us, and his love is perfected in us. I am not writing to you a new commandment, but the one which we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. 
there is instruction about practical, tangible actions we should demonstrate toward one another. These are things that we should do for one another. These are ways that we show love for one another. We began this series about fellowship with unity. Romans 15 says, Be of the same mind with one another, according to Christ Jesus, so that with one purpose and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul writes to several churches using the body as a metaphor for unity. 1 Corinthians, have the same care for one another. And if one part of the body suffers, all the parts suffer with it. If one part is honored, all the parts rejoice with it. Romans 12, for just as we have many parts in one body, and all the body's parts do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually parts of one another. Ephesians 4, with all humility, meekness, patience, bearing with one another in love, being diligent to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you also were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Unity requires peace or reconciliation. Jesus said to be at peace with one another. Romans 14, pursue the things which make for peace and the building up of one another. 1 Thessalonians, live in peace with one another. The only way to peace is through unselfishness. Philippians 2, do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but with humility consider one another as more important than yourselves. 1 Thessalonians 5, always seek what is good for one another. Romans 12, give preference to one another in honor. Galatians 5, for you were called to freedom. Only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love. 1 Peter 4, as each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the multifaceted grace of God. Even at the Lord's table, 1 Corinthians 11 says, When you come together to eat, wait for one another. Ephesians 5, Submit yourselves to one another out of reverence for Christ. That verse immediately precedes the line, Wives, submit to your husbands. This demands humility. 1 Peter 5, Clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, because God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. When you understand that you are no better than anyone else, you can accept anyone else. Romans 14, Therefore let us not judge one another. Romans 15, Therefore accept one another, just as Christ also accepted us for the glory of God. 1 Peter 4, Be hospitable to one another. Ephesians 4, Be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ 
also has forgiven you. Colossians 3. Put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, as the Lord also forgave you. This frees us up to be vulnerable. 1 John 1 7, if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. James 5, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. 1 Peter, fervently love one another from the heart. Keep fervent in your love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. Vulnerability precedes relationship. When we feel safe enough to make ourselves vulnerable, the door is open to receive admonishment. To admonish is to counsel. Romans 15, admonish one another. Colossians 3, let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Ephesians 5, speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your hearts to the Lord. Corporate worship is just as important to fellowship as the morning sermon. Romans 12 says, Be kindly affectioned to one another in brotherly love. Affection is a basic human need. We see this at the infant stage. Physical contact is essential to a baby's well-being. One of my grandsons was born two months premature. By the way, he's perfectly strong and about to turn 21. I remember visiting him and my daughter in the hospital. While in the nursery, I noticed volunteers who came in every day just to hold babies because it is so important in the early developmental stage for the infant to have physical contact. I don't think we ever outgrow this need. There is a healthy expression of affection in fellowship. I'm not talking about sexual expression. It says be kindly affectionate to one another in brotherly love. This is not sensual. Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, 1st Thessalonians, and 1st Peter all close with the admonition, greet one another with a holy kiss. That was a healthy cultural expression of affection in the days of the New Testament church. I think in today's church, the hug has replaced the kiss as an appropriate greeting. People who know my wife understand that a hug is non-negotiable. So I say, greet one another with a holy hug. A hug can offer the comfort, acceptance, and encouragement that all of us need. This segues us into the final exhortation. Encourage one another. 1 Thessalonians says, Encourage one another and build one another up. The believers in Thessalonica had concerns about the current events surrounding them. Paul writes, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, 
and with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who remain, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Hebrews 10 is similar. Encourage one another in love and good deeds, not abandoning our own meeting together, as is the habit of some, and all the more, as you see the day drawing near. And the day is drawing near for you and I. The current state of our world can be quite discouraging. All the more reason to encourage one another. In today's hectic world that thrives on ambition, materialism, and sensuality, a world that is filled with violence and corruption, it is essential as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ that we commit ourselves to fellowship, commit ourselves to unity in the body of Christ, commit ourselves to reconciliation, and it is vitally important that we commit ourselves to love one another. This has been Jim Barrier on Since You Asked. Since You Asked is a production of Jim Barrier and Cross Global Media. Visit us online and subscribe to the show at cgmradio.com slash ask.